Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Essential Presents. We are living in crazy times. This is the special coronavirus edition, quarantine edition. Okay, little story. Uh, last week, the university that I work at was on spring break, and so I had the chance to lead about 38 of our students, including some students from other colleges, um, to Israel, to the Holy Land, on a pilgrimage. Gosh. We, was, we were so excited, but before we took off, we knew that the coronavirus had at least one case, I think it was one case in Israel, Israel. and so it was like, well, how do we go, do we not go? It was a gamble, right? And so every one of our pilgrims had the opportunity to say no, to say like, you know, I know I've been planning on this, been saving up for this, but I have to, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go. They all said they wanted to go, so we went. Well, we landed in Israel, and that very day, Israel declared that um, the borders would be more or less closed to everyone incoming that upcoming Thursday, and this was Sunday, this upcoming Thursday, um, unless you were a citizen or unless you were willing to be quarantined for 14 days. And so we thought, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? If there aren't any flights coming in, there probably won't be any flights going out. Oh my gosh, will our plane even be able to take off? Um, and go back to the States. And like, I don't know, we don't know. So immediately, uh, like our tour company uh, started, like sprung into action, tried to get tickets for us. And so we, meanwhile, we were doing our pilgrimage. We were doing our trip, right? We had three days. We had basically a long weekend in the Holy Land because late, uh, I think it must've been Tuesday night, uh, like 12.30 in the morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, I got this knock on my door and was like, hey, you have to be downstairs in the lobby in 10 minutes because there's a shuttle to the airport. You have to be on a plane in a couple hours. And that was it. I mean, that was the trip was done. It was like woken from a deep sleep to like racing to the airport to get to catch this flight. Took a flight from Tel Aviv to Istanbul, waited there for a few hours. Took the longest flight of my life from Istanbul to Los Angeles and then waited there for a couple days because not all of our group got to leave at the same time. We were divided up into three different groups because they couldn't get a block of seats on a flight for 38 people at the same time. And then finally when it's coming to get back to Minnesota, we flew from LA to Chicago, from Chicago to Minneapolis, and then drove from Minneapolis to up to Duluth here where I live. Um, in the middle of the night, got here, I think at like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. It was so interesting because the whole time, it was like, well, sh sh should we get on the plane or should we risk it? Should we gamble and like, you know, maybe our flight will take off because here's what happened. That afternoon, the originally scheduled flight from Tel Aviv to Washington DC that I was gonna take to get back to the States, took off as scheduled. <laughs> it was one of those like, oh my gosh. I'm so glad. Uh, Actually, I'm really grateful that I didn't have to be the one to make the calls. I didn't have any responsibility. I had no like decision-making power whatsoever. It was all up to the tour company, all up to the group that was kind of sponsoring us. I was just the chaplain. I was there to say, okay, I'll help along the way. Whatever you choose, I will do what I can. Um, I will do what I can. That's it. But it's easy at the, on the ground. It's easy to say, why are they doing this? You know, why are they getting these flights? Why, are, why aren't we waiting till the end of the thing? Because it's, it's so easy. In the midst of this whole coronavirus stuff, in the midst of what, oh, here's what the government is doing. Here's what the bishops are, sa are saying. It is so stinking easy for us to be armchair quarterbacks. Like, like it's, it's so easy for us to be Monday morning critics, right? To, because what do we have? We have the luxury of being able to criticize. We have the luxury of being critics. Because um, whatever they do, whatever the bishops decide, whatever the government, you know, with, with declaring that, you know, restaurants, uh, shouldn't be serving, um, declaring that you know gyms aren't open, places of public gathering more than 10 or 25 or 250 people, whatever the thing is, can't can't happen. Like it's easier for us to sit back and say that's an overreaction. Like it's easier for us to be critics. We have the luxury of being critics because we don't have the responsibility of having to make a decision. And again, I've heard so many people criticize um, the bishops who are saying you know we're not going to have masses publicly and saying they're being cowardly. Like well. 
I don't know. Or, or, or other bishops who are like having, we're having more masses, that, that, that they're being foolish. Like, I don't, I don't know that they are. I don't, I'm not sure that the bishops who are just heeding the uh, recommendations of like, you know, virologists are being cowardly. I think they're being wise. I don't know if the bishops who are saying we're having more prayer and more masses are being foolish. Maybe they're relying on the Lord. I think that it would be wise maybe, just not even charitable, but like wise for us to say, okay, I'm gonna do two things. I'm gonna be grateful that I don't have the responsibility of making the decision because I don't know what I would choose. Because it's not just my life, right? I mean, you're, you're a bishop. It's not just your life. It's not just this handful of people. It's every soul in your diocese you're having to make a decision about. And yes, you might survive something like this, but what if you made a decision that even cost the life of one person? That would be, that'd be a hard uh, responsibility to have. And so maybe it's safe than sorry, right? Um, so be grateful. And secondly, pray for them. Like intercede on their behalf. And not only on their behalf, this is the, this is, this is the thing. With all of this, like in, in having quarantine and having like our, our restricted lives, our sphere of interest is like massive, right? Like I want to know. I want to know why the bishop's saying this. Why the government say this? Or who's doing what? Our sphere of interest is massive. But here we have to understand, our sphere of interest almost always outstrips, vastly outstrips our sphere of influence. And our sphere of interest, what I, what I want to know about, what I want to weigh in on, what I want to criticize sometimes even, vastly outstrips, far outstrips my sphere of influence. Like what I actually can do right now in this kind of a situation, what can I, what can I do? Not just what can I criticize, what can I do? Not just how I can complain or point out where um, someone else has done something wrong or what I disagree with. What can I do? What is my sphere of influence? And maybe all I can do is I can wash my hands and I can pray. Maybe that's all I can do. But maybe what I can do is I can wash my hands and I can pray and I can reach out to that person who lives down the street. But even giving them a phone call or even just kind of stopping by, I don't have to, have, I can have social distancing. I can, you know, we can, we can level out the, uh, out the curve, right? Um, but at the same time, like, how about to paying attention to our sphere of influence rather than living in this place of sphere of interest? Because there's people in your life, there's people in my life right now that I actually can be in contact with. I, I can be in contact with them through the phone. I can be in contact with them uh, through FaceTime or Skype or, or even maybe even in person. Who knows? Why don't I do that? It's a luxury to be able to be a critic. And it is a massive responsibility to have to make a decision. Last three things. Uh, one is I want to like make a note quick of like, how serious this is. It, what I mean by that is um, I know that illness is a real thing. And I know that some people you already who are listening or watching this, you already have people, maybe you've gotten sick. Maybe uh, someone you love has already died. Um, maybe you've lost someone. Uh, that's massively important. I know with stuff about like restaurants closing and other kind of small businesses are being massively, incredibly affected. Um, like if that's your livelihood, you're in the service industry, like so affected. If you work in hospitals or in clinics and just like having to go to work and saying like, what am I doing in this moment? Am I, am I exposing my, my friends and my family uh, because I have to go to work, I have to take care of people. Um, just please know that what I can do is I can pray for you and I am praying for you uh, because that's, that's a big deal. Um, that's a big deal. It's really, some people it's like, oh, it's a little kind of a break, kind of a little adventure. Others it's how am I gonna pay my bills now? How am I making, how can I make sure that my family is safe? I, I completely understand that, I get that. Um, not to worry, not to give in to fear, but to lean forward, to move ahead.
Second thing is, um, some people ask the question of like, uh, is this is this is this part of God's like punishment? Is this is this because we're being faithless? You know, we're a faithless nation or a faithless world, faithless people. Um, is this is this God's divine judgment? And I would say I don't know, but I would say this: I say that whenever something like this would happen in the Old Testament, uh, the people would take that as a sign of they need to repent. So whether this is a divine judgment or not. It's not mine to figure out whether this is an opportunity to repent and change my life and come back to the Lord. That that is this is that that is what this is. You know, that makes sense. And last thing is is this is is I know people are saying, but how can I live without the Eucharist? You don't have to live without the Eucharist. Um, but yeah, they don't have public masses anywhere in my diocese. They already canceled those things in my diocese. Like, okay, I, that would be painful. That would be painful. Um, but uh, I don't know if have they closed the doors of your church? Like, you can go visit the Blessed Sacrament, right? Maybe you can't, in which case, I understand. Sometimes people do this. They'll drive over to the church, park their car, sit outside. Um, it's kind of like the church is a big tabernacle. That could be an uh, opportunity. You know, the universal, the, the prayer of the church is called the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, and the prayer that, that every priest promises to pray every single day is not the Mass, although it's good for every priest to pray the Mass at least, at least once a day. The prayer that we promise to pray is the Liturgy of the Hours. Morning prayer, daytime prayer, evening prayer, night prayer, and then with the thing called the Office of Readings. You say, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get to the store and buy this expensive book of how to pray all these prayers. You don't have to. Go to your app store and get go to iBrevery. I-B-R-E-V-I-A-R-Y. iBrevery. It's my favorite. Um, iBrevery has all the prayers in there. And when you pray them, you're uniting yourself. You're uniting your prayers with the prayer of the church. Because that's the Liturgy of the Hours is the prayer of the church in all of this. There's no need for fear. There's no need for anxiety. There's no need for criticism. What we need is we need gratitude. We need to intercede. We need to do what we can, not what we can't. We need to pay attention to our sphere of influence, not just our sphere of interest. And we can pray. We can always pray. Even if church doors are closed, we have full access to the Father's heart in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So, pray. Be grateful. And uh, cover your mouth when you cough. <laughs> For all of us here at Essential Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.